Hello, all you Metallic Cats and Cool Guy Club members. Uh, we're trying to figure out what to call uh, folks who are fans of Lou Reed, but hello, everyone. Welcome back to the second episode of Regarding Lulu. I'm Chaz Charles, your co-host, along with Greg Wolf. Greg, you want to say hello? How you doing? Good all to be right, back. man. You had a good couple of weeks here? Yeah. Um, good to be back with you. Um, yeah, I'm ready to do this. Ready to do this, huh? You're, are you, were you hung over after Tom, the first experience? Was there a little bit I, of Lulu, like, what have I done? Did you wake up the next day and go, oh, shit? No, no, definitely not. It was, uh, it was a good experience. Um, uh, felt good about it. And, um, uh, as you know, uh, I think you, you as well did a little more research, a little more background uh, did. Over the past couple of weeks and immersed ourselves even deeper into the world of, of uh, and Lulu. And, um, now I'm, I'm chomping at the bit for track two. All ready right, to man. go. Wow. Chomping fired at the, up. That is not something that most people say about this record, Greg, at all. Chomping at the bit. For you know, and and I think um, it's, well, I mean, we had such a good time, I think, on episode one. Uh, at least I did. I think you did, Oh, too. yeah. Sure, I did as well. And uh, so we're excited uh, about the podcast. And the topic, yeah, I can, I can see how, um, you know, people who maybe came at this album the way you did when it was released would not be chomping at the bit after hearing track one. <laughs> uh, that's probably not the word that you would have used after experiencing track one of this. This um, potentially masterpiece, as some have referred to it, but uh, oh, others potential. not not so favorably, I guess. In the um, oh. in the if if it's a masterpiece, Greg, it's going to be one of those masterpieces that comes creeping along in the night and establishes itself before you even <laughs> knew what happened. Because yeah, this no, is no, not but, overt. <laughs> I, I'm, but I'm I'm good. How how are you feeling about about things? Uh, I'm good. Well, you know, I'm all right. But it it brought up a lot of memories. But first, let let's do this, Greg. We got some we've got some news to share about our little podcast yeah um so let, let's let's clear some uh, some house cleaning items before we get into uh resuming the conversation i want to start by saying a big thank you to our friends in the deep dive podcast network who have taken us in under their wings and made us a part of the official club so we will uh, enumerate list of uh podcasts that we're uh joining into the esteemed company of a little later but uh folks at the, the deep purple podcast um there's uh of course my friends over at and the podcast will rock and gosh there are about 20 others and we'll go through all of them but we are now part of an extended family of podcasters so i wanted to thank everybody for uh joining us on this journey those that have uh joined us or joined us with the network um and those that uh 
have been commenting out on our Twitter feed. We've had some uh, interaction over the last couple of weeks. It's been a lot of fun. Um, we've had some folks that are really getting pretty uh, intellectual about this pursuit. Uh, you know, kind of like you were saying, Greg, you know, people are looking at the way we came into this and like, gosh, I didn't, I never thought of it that way. And wow, let me take a look. And I'm starting to hear, uh, you know, people make uh, calls, uh, you know, uh, linking the work to uh, other things like Lolita, other types of um, other uh, uh, Broadway plays. I mean, I'm getting uh, some feedback that I quite frankly didn't expect. Um, again, just being a metalhead. Uh, to fucking uh, Frank Wiedekind the- shows. To the Lolita book, is that what you said? The the Nabokov book, Lolita. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm here. You know, there there are some people that are saying, "Wow, you know, I didn't really realize um, uh, Wiedekind and his influence um, in the early theater." And uh, yeah, I got an email that gave me a few points to look at in terms of tying back some literary um, uh, references. You know, you know who uh, you probably know this, uh, Chaz, but who was influenced by uh, the Lolita story, which uh, other famous rock musician? Uh, the was, Lolita uh, story? No, I don't. Greg. Well, yeah, I think you do uh, because I think you're a fan of the the Police, right? The Sting oh, and course. those guys. Yes, you, you know the song "Don't Stand that, So Close to Me," right? That book by Nabokov. I the think book I by know Nabokov, it. So that's right. Uh, I think that was when um, Sting was uh, teaching, uh, I don't know if he was teaching English, but he was a school teacher before he became a international rock star. And, That's right. Um, so I don't know if that was from personal experience or just a um, something that he uh, created out of, you know, fictional accounting, but... Um, uh, our listener, the the Sully man, uh, was chiming in with some literary references that I'm going to have to go check out, and I'll whip those out at some point here, um, because I do want to actually revisit the discussion we were having a little bit last week, uh, where you were thinking maybe we should bring in some other musical influences and kind of check them out and see if we're kind of hearing the same things, right? I think that's definitely something we'll want to do as the pod- podcast progresses, because we're you know this is a journey we're learning, and mm-hmm. we're going to try different things as we go along. Because um, our format's a little different. I've gotten that feedback, too, from some of the folks on the network. They think we're endeavoring into a, a, a noble uh, act here. Are we breaking some ground? A, we're breaking well, some well, new ground? It's a podcast miniseries is the way it's being described, Greg. So people are like, you know, wow, it's really great of you to invest in something that's going to have such a limited shelf life. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right, actually. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I think this uh, I've also gotten some good ideas on where perhaps the podcast could extend if we decide it wants to go somewhere after Lulu. You know, there are plenty of works like this uh, that are, you know, maybe not the the most uh, uh, subtle or pedestrian listen, but something that's a little more arduous, a little more in our uh, world mm-hmm. of having to train up and, you know, uh, sit and endure, work. Um, you know, so yeah, there are certainly works that we could call endurance types of events that perhaps we can find another one or someone had the interesting idea to do um, these mashups, you know, try and find other albums that are mashups of artists mm. and just have that be a series. Un- unlikely, oh, yeah. uh, unlikely uh, folks who, who, who got together and, and made music together. 
Yeah, right, there's, there's right. certainly a lot of that out there. Exactly, to, to right? Into. Those those oddball collaborations. Oddball, that's and, a great way to Yeah, so I think, you know, perhaps there's there's a future for the podcast beyond what we do with Lulu. But, um, you we know, can it's only really hope, funny, right? too. What's that, Greg? We can only hope that there's a future. We can only hope. And you know what? And again, being the fair guys that we are, because, you know, if we're, we're nothing but fair, right? If we're, if we're nothing mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. We're nothing if not fair. We're nothing if not fair. We're nothing, but okay. I got to get the semantics of that right. But um, <laughs> with the idea that uh, you know we're entering into something and and uh, boldly going into this uh, venture and not knowing the outcome, um, you know, for me, it's it's all about the journey. So I don't care where we end up. Quite frankly, you know, for me, this is fun just kind of diving in and dissecting. And and when I'm looking at these lyrics on the screen here today and I'm looking at what we have to share, I'm eager to dive right into it. How about you? I, I was I was eager. Right you were when there. Flipped the microphone. On, I know. So yes. I totally hijacked it. So, yep. all right, I'm going to bring it right back around. Hey, guess what? So, you know, the, it's kind of timely that uh, we're doing this. And, and I didn't do this for this reason. We didn't have this conversation because... Metallica is coming out with a new record, but here they are all these years later uh, and they've got a new record coming out. Um, it's basically, uh, you know, right now they're kind of in the, um, you know, I'd say the pre-publicity for the release. It's going to come out in April. I think it's called something like 72 stories, 72, 72 seasons. seasons, 72 seasons. And the, the cut that he, they just dropped called If Darkness had a son and it's uh it's metallica in all its glory um so they've been dropping i think this is the third track from the uh album that has dropped but give a listen to this real quick greg this is the band we're talking about video setup. Very McLeod, very classic McLeod. Very smooth. Yeah, they tend to uh, go into the long intros, but that is classic Metallica sound. And I got to tell you, so there are three tracks that have dropped off of this. Um, this one, If Darkness Had a Son. Uh, there's another track called Screaming Suicide. And then the one that came out that's my favorite. Um, Lux Eterna. And and essentially, each one of these songs is like, uh, if you kind of, uh, it's like a different uh, peek into the different eras of the Metallica sound. It's really cool. So it's a current record, but each one I can harken back to like Lux Eterna to me sounds like that period right in between Master of Puppets and uh, and um, and Justice for All. Uh, Screaming Suicide, If Darkness Had a Son. Um, Screaming Suicide sounds more like the later works of Load, Reload, that period. 
I uh, wasn't really a big fan then. I was it was kind of in my period when I was away from the band. Uh, but this one, if darkness had a son, very clearly sounds like where they were with uh, and justice for all. And and uh, I think it was my friend over at Mark over at the uh, um, uh, Van Halen podcast and the podcast Will Rock who uh, made the note of. Uh, uh, um, pointing out that there are certain sets of Metallica fans like any other band, um, you know, whereas Van Halen is very much polarized. You know, you got the Roth fans and you have the Hagar fans and then, oh, well, everyone Hagar. Sharon. Right? <laughs> yeah, that Van Halen three. Oh, yeah, that happened or not. Whatever. Um, uh, you know, apologies to Gary. Um, but uh, there's a there's a Metallica club, too. And there's basically like. Guys like me who grew up with, as we described, right, being a tape trader, being somebody who was into them as they were underground and crossing over into the commercial, um, basically kind of love affair stopped at and justice for all. Um, and then from there, you know, they went on to be massively commercially successful with the Black Album and with Load and Reload and uh, even the, the collaboration they did with the, I believe it was the San Francisco Symphony. Um, which was called S&M, which was actually one of my favorite records. Metallica paired up with a symphony orchestra because that the music really lends itself to that. Unlike this mashup that we're kind of <laughs> diving into here, um, you know, lush orchestration behind Metallica definitely enhances the music, whereas mm. Lou Reed not so much of an not so much Lou Reed over the top, yeah. right? Like you were saying, well, because of Lou's style, and you know, yeah. and this is one of the things too. So I went back and started listening to some of the earlier Lou Reed records, and you're absolutely right, Greg, with his vocal approach, right? So the the music very much supports being having Lou right out front, and it's got enough room that he can be himself and be the focal point. But this thing that we're experiencing so far, like what we did last week with Brandenburg Gate, you're right. Lou just gets lost uh, in that first song. He was totally lost in the shuffle and the clutter and the cacophony of sound that is Metallica behind him. So going to be really interesting to see where the second track goes today. Um, but just to say that, you know, things are timely. Metallica is still out there, still producing great music. Uh, you know, you could listen to this new record and think they're, you know, at the top of their game. So Lou's no longer around to join us, but um, these guys are still here. They're still relevant. So hopefully we don't piss anybody off with our analysis. We're just, again, right? A couple of guys being as fair as we can be because we are what? We're nothing. If we're not fair. What, how does it go? Uh yeah, something like that. You were going to check the syntax. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, all right. So, Greg, without um, further ado, I want to I want to get into the track. I can see I'm boring you. Um, no, no, this is, <laughs> this is this is great stuff, and 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 certainly I, I'm sure the uh, you know we'd be happy to have the good folks of Metallica come and join us on the podcast anytime if they wanted to put add some additional color and perspective to this work of theirs. You know what? And I think that would be great. Once we get through the whole thing and we've kind of figured out where we're at on this piece of work, we can have them come in and, and discuss this piece. It's an of open work. invitation. I think. Of work. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, Greg, I got to start off by being fully transparent. And uh, this probably won't be the first time you hear this. So hang around long enough and you'll hear it every day. But I was wrong. So um, <laughs> Lou Reed and Metallica did have a single off of this record last week we were last show we thought yo gosh yeah no way you can't approach this album you know as a one-off can't look at each individual track and there were no singles i said it well guess wow. what there was corrected. a single 
it was a single and it's called the view and there's an official music video so uh mercifully <laughs> the music video comes in at three minutes 45 i think we saw the album track itself with this track number two comes in at a little over five minutes so today we're gonna use the video uh just because you know we're very visual people we need to be engaged as we're recording audio um so <laughs> Greg, we're going to go through the video and we'll go through the lyrics and uh, we will see where we come out on the the official single from Lulu. Which happens to be track two. Metallica. What's that? Which happens to be track two on the track two. Uh, on the record. And here we are. Yeah. All right. Without further ado, should I hit, hit it? it? Hit All it. Right. Here we go. The View. Lou looks tired. I am a chorus of the voices that gather up the magnets set before me. I attract you and repel you a science of the heart and blood and meaning. I want you on the floor and in a coffin, your soul shaking. I want to have you downing every meaning you've amassed like a fortune. Oh, throw it away, but worship someone who actively despises you. For worship, someone who actively despises you. I am the root. Okay, so the video version starts off pretty brooding here. It's black and white. We're getting Lou. He's tired. This is two years before he died, right? So he's kind of old. He's in his 70s. But he looks really tired. The guys, the band is set up. They're playing live. So they're all playing in this together here. Uh, and what are they saying? I am the I am a chorus of the voices that gather up the magnets set before me. I attract you and repel you, a science of the heart and blood and meaning. The coldness. Now you see here. I don't know, Greg. We might have to go to the album track. It looks like they're cutting a lot out. Yeah, the lyrics did not. They really did. This is almost like a bait and switch. Wait a minute. All right, because he jumps. Let's see, guys. So he goes, he stopped really at the meaning, right? Because then it was the coldness. Yeah. Didn't say any of that. Didn't got all the way down here. Your life of reason. I want you on the floor and in a coffin. Your soul shaking. I want to have you doubting every meaning you've amassed like a fortune. Oh man, I think we have to go to the album track because there's we're we're trying to tie back to this play, right? We're trying to tie back to the source material and see yeah. the inspiration. And I'm reading a lot of the Lulu narrative up in the they story. They needed to here. do a, a bit of a rework to get it into a single format and get it. Yeah, up, I guess. Yeah. All right. So let's see what didn't work in the single. But we're format. purists, but we are. If because we are, if if we're nothing, we're. We're nothing if not purists. Okay. Or fair, fairly purist in nature. I know I'm a pacifist. Say something I don't like, I'm going to pass this fist to your face. But, you know, 
that's just me. <laughs> um, right. So let's you, see. That's, that's funny, Chaz. You like that? That's you good like stuff. There, so there's a, there's a little bit of comedy. Little bit, not much. Not much. I mean, because they can't see us. If they could see us, that would be worth a million. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna see what I attract you and rebellion. A single word. A science of the heart and blood and meaning. The coldest of most beauties is a challenge that our youth must quickly conquer. There is no time for guilt or second guessing, second guessing based on feelings. The coldness of most beauties is a challenge that our youth must quickly conquer. There's no time for guilt or second guessing, second guessing based on feeling. Okay, I'm feeling Lulu here. Uh, I was feeling Lulu, uh, Chaz, in the in the uh, second uh, section uh, of of this of this verse where he says, "I attract you and repel you," because uh, you know I think that's a lot of the Lulu character. Yeah, right? she, she she's beautiful and she attracts all these men, but then there's this you know this other side that's very dark and 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 dangerous. Yeah. And 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 there's there's the heart and there's the blood, literal blood, right? I mean, there's 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 violence yes. and 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 guns and and gunshots and stabbing Thanks. and yep. It, it, there, there's a lot of violence and blood. So, uh, but a lot of attraction. Yeah, and the coldness of most beauties is a challenge that our youth must quickly conquer. So it's like, you gotta get, you gotta, man, I'm just, I'm seeing you have to resist her beauty. Is that it? Is it resist your beauty or is it that you have to twist your own beauty? Mm. Good question. The challenge that our youth must quickly conquer the, the conquering must be done by the youth of their beautiful nature is the kind of way I'm reading that. Wow. That's deep. Oh my gosh. Where's my weed? Hold on. I'm not equipped for this. All right. <laughs> Let's keep going. I am the truth, the beauty that causes you to cross your sacred boundaries. What a line. I am. The, so just what you said, right? Attract, repulse the truth, the beauty that causes you to, to cross the sacred boundaries. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So I'm, these men, right? In Lulu's life. Yeah. You know, they at, at one point, uh, the Dr. Schoen character, we talked a little bit in episode one about some of the different characters. Right. And and that 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 character, uh, he definitely was, you know, he was going to marry another woman, a respectable woman, because right. Lulu was not that and um and so he was he definitely was ended up crossing some boundaries and, and you know to to end up with lulu he absolutely did and as we see a little later on as we were kind of talking about his undoing right all of these men I have no morals, I'm thinking cheap, and someone who despises the normalcy of heartbreak. 
the purity of love But I worship the young and just formed angel Who sits upon the pin of lust Everything else bores me I want to see your suicide I want to see you give it up Oh, I'm remembering this song. Yeah. Wow. Whoa. But I worship the young and just formed angel who sits upon the pin of lust. Oh, man, that's purient. That's just terrible. That's pervert right there. <laughs> Everything else bores me. I want to see your suicide. I want to see you give it up. Oh, my gosh. And, and there, that I don't, you know, certainly there's there's. A some tight references or, or 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 we see that in in the lulu plays where um dr shown at one point tries to get lulu to kill herself you're before, right before he turns before lulu turns the gun back on him back on him um so i don't know if if in this you know in lou's mind he's thinking when he says, I want to see your suicide, is he thinking about Dr. Schoen wants to see Lulu's suicide or, or, or who's talking, you know, who, who's the speaker yeah. in this section? It's hard. It, it, You're it's right. a little unclear, you know, what the, what the point of view is here. Um, Cause Dr. Schoen, as we know, Chaz is, is a much older uh, character. Lulu is a young woman and Dr. Schoen is an older uh, man who has, a son, uh, Alva, right? Who is, who is, uh, probably more like Lulu's age, even a little older than Lulu. So Dr. Schoen is, is quite a bit older. Um, but does he worship the young? You know what? And I think you're onto something there because I'm just reading through this now and it does look like it's a back and forth. Yeah. So I have no morals. Some think me cheap and someone who despises the normalcy of heartbreak, the purity of love. That's Lulu. That is Lulu talking. No and question. then the doctor, but I worship the young, just formed angel who sits on the pin of lust. Everything else bores me. I want to yep. see your suicide. I want to see you give it up. I want to see you, yeah, give it all to me, essentially. Yeah. That's and that and that's obsessive, right? You can see it. It kind of twists immediately. Yeah, this is interesting. All right. I'm digging it. Cool. Your life of reason. I want you on the floor and in a coffin, your soul shaking. I want to have you downing every meaning you've amassed like a fortune. Yeah, that's her talking to him. It's so, yeah, so it seems like it flipped back again, right? It was Lulu, yep. then the doctor, and then Lulu again. Yep. Yep. And, and, and he, she does put him in a coffin. She gets him on the floor, too. I mean, yeah, I'm actually seeing the play. This is really funny. It's kind of adding that context, um, you know, that you don't get in, uh, when you're reading a play. Or for me, reading a play is reading a dialogue. And I have to remember the setting. And I'm so frequently kind of losing that. Like when I was going through, it was hard for me. I had to keep remembering, oh, okay, they're in a room. There's a door. I mean, trying to remember the setup and everything. But this, yeah. I don't know why. This, I don't know what Lou is doing, but he is painting a very vivid picture for me of what all that play looked like it's really great i mean i in full transparency watched the silent movie in the last two weeks as well so greg did were you able to watch pandora's box i was from from 1929 silent yeah. movie. what did you great. think 
Well, that it was really interesting, even just um, watching a silent movie like that, and, and right, what that was like with with you know when they were right at the beginning of movie making. Sure. Um, uh, so, but it was it was pretty it it certainly helped to to know the the play a bit and be able right. to follow from that standpoint. So, because uh, they don't give you all that much, uh, as you know, in that silent movie, there's right. very little. Um, uh of the dialogue that's 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 put on the screen um from the characters compared to what you would get in the play uh, all the dialogue that they yeah. speak and all that so um no it was but it, it definitely helped pull it together a little more and see i thought the um actress that played lulu was very effective oh man yeah she was a little too effective for my taste i'll tell you what uh yeah no i'm kidding um <laughs> but uh yeah you know the 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 way that what struck me was the way they needed to convey those ideas silently right and how they did it with their eyes with the look with the transition with the the select text that they chose to set the story up as it progressed very interesting but set it up much differently in my mind than uh, the play uh, in in my mind when I was reading it. So it was really kind of interesting to see how it came across on the screen versus what I was thinking. And now Lou is just adding another dimension to it. And this one, arguably, just the words, more powerful uh, in combination with the, the what was written in the play. From my, my POV. My yeah. simple POV. All right, let's move along. Oh, throw it away. Or worship someone who actively despises you. For worship someone who actively despises you. I am the root. I am the progress. I'm the aggressor. I am the tablet. Based and story. Worship, worship, pain and evil have their place sitting here beside me. I offer them to you as servants of the gold that you must give. Pain and evil have their place sitting here beside me and I offer them. I offer them to you as servants of the gold that you must give to me. Oh, man. All right, so I'm digging the music. I am definitely digging the dirge that's kind of going on behind there. And I do think that this works a hell of a lot more under Lou Reed's voice than that last track. Mm -hmm. So whatever they were trying to do, it definitely came across, I think, a little bit stronger as a concept here. The, the whole um slam poetry over metallica right that concept it's worth to totally I, I don't know if 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 also you know our, our 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 brains and our heads kind of started to to hear it a little bit more what they were doing just by having that a little more time with you know listening to track one um on our on the first episode and and um that we were able to process this a little better maybe a yeah. little of both but but i agree that that at this point uh the the vocals and the music are working much more uh much better in a much better way more powerful way than than you know i think we both felt like 
Lou's vocals were just sort of a, a mishmash inside of the 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 music uh, that the band was playing on on yeah. track one. So here Agreed. it's much clearer, right? And and strong the music yeah is, well i think you know, because voice. because the arrangement behind him is sparse like you were talking about like what really works for him with the spoken word arrangements is having sparse musical arrangements behind him and what they're doing isn't too cluttered right it's very mm -hmm. straightforward dun, dun, dun. it's just kind of set in that mood so it's not competing it's, it's not better. trying to be a song it's like mood music you know what i mean yeah. And, and so, um, question for you, um, did something happen? Did, did, um, the metallic, uh, vocalist take over there? He did. In that I am the root. I am the progress. He did. Section. Okay. The agitator. It, it sounded, the tablet, that did not like sound to, to me like, like Lou's voice at that point. Yeah, it definitely was not. That was James Hatfield coming in. Okay. So yeah, trying to figure that out, right? So Lou is saying, for worship someone who actively despises you, for worship someone who actively despises you. So that's still, that to me is Lulu, yeah. right? But now you got James coming in. I'm the root, the progress, the aggressor, the tablet, these 10 stories. Is that a third? Is that like, is that human nature? Is that lust? Is that, you know, is that the, the elephant Maybe the that's room? why they... They flipped it to to James for that yeah, section like, because know, Lou it's, was it's, doing it's, both parts, right? Lou I mean, was doing doing the two characters, but maybe this is sort of an outside voice. I think this is like maybe overarching theme coming in, like yeah. you know, the root of all evil. It's not money. I don't know. These ten stories, don't know where that's going. Is that the ten tracks or the ten? Certainly stories? doesn't rhyme. Well, at this point, yeah, I mean. It, the collection is 10 stories. And so if that's it, if he's referring to each one of these, mm -hmm. perhaps, don't know. Perhaps. Maybe we, maybe maybe all will be revealed as we move <laughs> through the album. Or, or not. More. Or yeah. more. Or not all. Because, hey, we're, you know what? And, and you know, to be honest, I'm just, you know, I'm just in this to be fair. Fair and, and balanced and, and honest and accurate. Like Fox and, and News. We're along um, for the yes, say that? definitely that, and we're along we're along for the ride here with uh, with Lou and Metallica. Really. We are, we are. All right, we got to be careful to avoid the politics. We could lose audience that way. Okay, mm -hmm. so we are nothing but fair, honest, and balanced. We are we are <laughs> neutral <laughs> arbiters of the the music oh bullshit we're as biased as can be i came in saying this is the biggest piece of shit on the face of the oh, earth okay. so you know i well one of us is neutral one okay of us came yeah. in neutral you are you're much more balanced and, and I, I wanted to share my neutrality with you but you you won't allow it i guess <laughs> well i'm switzerland you know, i was gonna say damn swiss you know get off the bench <laughs> man come on my my one of my good friends, uh, Chaz from college. His his uh, uncle is a heavy metal musician from Switzerland. No shit. Yeah. What's the wow. name? Wow. What is uh, that like? The, the band is called. Fans, I don't know if you've ever or... heard of it? It's called the Lumbago Surfers. The Lumbago Surfers. All right, we're gonna from, have to check uh, them out. Basel. The Lumbago Surfers from ba Basel. How do you spell that? Uh, I think it's L O M. B A. You know it doesn't matter with Google. Something like that. L O M E G O. E G E G O. There we go. Yeah, E G O. The Lumbago Surfers from Basel. From Basel, they are the hardest working voodoo rock punkers. 
All right. They're punkers. I love it. Yeah, that's my friend's uncle on the left. That's Tony. Oh, shit. Yeah, Tony Thomas. That's so cool. All right. Lumbago Surfers. Sorry, we're going on a little sidetrack here because it's our podcast and we can do that. Let's see what we got. We're spinning up a video right now. Oh, man. Oh, that's a whole other podcast. I love that sound. Oh, my God. That's excellent. And these guys are our age, man. Wow, they're they're hitting it. That's awesome. They're, they're the actually Lombago older. Surfers. Yeah, they're older. That guy, Tony, is 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 my friend's uncle. That's great. My, my college buddy, who's my age, uh, he's about, uh, yeah, he's only about eight days uh, younger than me. We're very close in age. That's cool. You know, and, I, and I'm hearing some music there. So they're in Switzerland. I'm hearing that that could be easily translated into Greenwich Village in the early 70s, early 80s. They could have been hanging out with Lou. Absolutely. Definitely. Lombago Surfers. All right. Well, thanks for introducing cool. us to some new music. Yeah, well, you brought up Switzerland. No, I brought it up, but you were thinking it. I was. And funny how we get to these places. I don't know, Greg, how we get to these places that we do, but we did. And now we have to go back. We do what Lulu, we do. Lulu is waiting. Back to Lou. Back to Lou with Lulu yeah. and James and the boys. Lars, the guy Lars. All right. Uh, let's go. Now you're doing voices. Okay. We're going back in right now. We're we're digressing. We're we're regressing. Regressing. Yeah. And digressing. We are all about regression, aren't we, Craig? A lot of regressing. Not about the models. We're just There's a lot of regressing. Regressive. Going on. Yes. Yeah, of all sorts. In so many ways. But what are we learning from, and how are we growing, and how are we applying this? That's what's like important. Machines to learn. I want to see you suicide. I want to see you give it up. Give it up. Your, your life of reason, I want to see on the floor. And in a coffin, soul shaking. All right, so that was perhaps the worst use of a tremolo I think I've ever heard in a song. I don't know what that was other than just a couple of low <laughs> guttural kind of moans coming out of the guitar there. It was weird. Mm -hmm. So shaking, I want to have you doubting every meaning you've amassed like a fortune, like a fortune throw it away. For worship of someone who actively despises you. Who actively despises you. I am the view. Go back to James. I am the table. I am the view. I am the table. I am all this. I am the root. The progress. The aggressor. I am the table. Stories. I am the table. I am. I am. I am. I am. I am. I am. 
All right. I have a hard time interrupting Kirk with his solos, man. That is classic Metallica. So the static go dun dun dun, you know, uh kind of start stops in the song there and the the blistering um uh you know Kirk just throws notes at solos and that's what he has always done um even prior to his days in Metallica and so that's classic Metallica coming through in there I really liked that passage how about you um yeah I liked it uh you know I saw uh, your head banging I saw your head banging yeah, yeah yeah I was I was feeling it and uh you know as as we kind of explained it at the outset of this enterprise um you know you you're the metallica fan of this uh team here this duo um yeah. but um yeah i was so so i haven't spent a lot of time uh listening to metallica but um yeah i thought musically like we said before the whole tune was pretty effective and and a nice a much tighter groove going and that's a much stronger you know musically it felt like uh Yes. Behind this. And and you're right. Yeah, there was yeah, a groove but, in this song. I can't say that. I can't say Brandenburg Gate had a groove. No. There was a groove in this. <laughs> yeah, it was more of a dirge. The other one. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, it was a lot of noise. Um, probably, you know, I'm sure intentionally. I mean, uh, that that's how they they wanted to launch and open the gate. Right. Uh, to. Us. Yeah. And son of a bitch, if it wasn't an earworm, Greg. I mean, come on. Yeah. Tell me you didn't hear small town girl. Yeah, exactly. In your head a couple times, right? Mm -hmm. Can't get rid know. of that. And then, you know, there's, there's this weird thing that happens with me as well, right? When when the stuff starts getting, when I when I get an earworm, right? Mm -hmm. It'll start taking on its own life and become another song if it's like that pervasive. And that mm -hmm. happened with Brandenburg Gate. I actually started singing a different song it, with like that melody you know kind of yeah. kind of underneath it so it was kind of weird i totally hated it i mean i was really like nope <laughs> there's nothing about this that appeals to me but in this weird private world of my headspace when attached to an earworm and you know it, it went someplace weird and kind of wonderful so i can't say yet that i'm still that i'm there with it i'm not as a as a piece of work by itself but i as i've thought about it more and as there's been a little bit of time between this first track and now this track, I'm appreciating it uh, a little. Uh, I, here we are. I'm a thousand percent ahead in terms of appreciating it versus where I was when I first heard it. OK, yeah. so definitely not of the mind that it's, you know, uh, were you were you Chaz in a space when you first heard this album? However many years, how many years ago is it that it was uh, oh, 2011? So, yeah, almost, yeah, 11, 12 years. Uh, were you in a space where like on this track, track two that we're listening to today, that you could appreciate uh, some of that uh, music that that Metallica was making behind Lou Reed and maybe this uh, instrumental section with the guitar solo at the end? Was that something you think you you might have appreciated a little bit when you first listened to it? You know what? I don't know that I did necessarily for the simple reason that at that time Metallica was you know, they, like I said, they were past an era, um, you know, I mean, you know, by that point, they had done a bunch of records that I wasn't like all in on. Right. So I knew the hits from some of the later stuff. Um, and like, like, like I said, the, the S and M work I loved, but that was basically all of Metallica's hits just over a symphony. Um, but the newer work that they were doing at that time, I wasn't a huge fan of, I mean, like there were songs that made the radio that were more, you know, kind of commercial pop metal, feel to them 
Uh, but uh, more this like one, a, a Def Leppard kind of a sound going. Well, no, not quite like Def Leppard. They were never that poppy, but poppy as far as Metallica can go with pop. And I can give you some examples of that. Like, uh, okay. there's a song "Fuel." Uh, give give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Very uh, very much like on you know you see it on television for you know uh, like on ESPN one two three four you know through five hundred and fifty two. Uh, every channel, you know, that's doing some kind of stock car racing is going to use fuel. Right. And like there's certain songs. Enter Sandman is on every damn sport event you can imagine. Right. I mean, they 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 during that period, they came up with a lot of commercial stuff. And this music sounds very similar to that. So mm. I can't say at this at that time that this was pulling me in necessarily because I didn't give it the time. You know, it, this was you know, again, I think I only listened to it like one one and a half times. I went through it and it was like, okay, that's familiar. Yep, that's Metallica there. So they were easily identified. But right. like, was I like grabbing onto it saying, oh, that's a groove I could bang my head to? No way. Uh -uh. Yeah. And, 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 and yeah, that's what I figured because to get to that, even to get to that um, instrumental section at the end, I mean, there's all this crazy Lou Reed vocal stuff you happening, which it. you're like, right. you know, you have to, to, you know, you're so distracted probably by like this crazy Lou Reed vocal stuff happening. Like what is going on that like you, there's no way you're in a frame of mind to appreciate that instrumental section by the time it comes. Right. Right. No, because you just sat through pain and evil have their place sitting here beside me. I offer them to you as servants of the gold that you must give. Pain and evil now, have now, their place let me stop sitting you there, here Jess. beside me. Yeah. Can I stop you there? To me, yeah. being someone who is not well uh, steeped in the in the in the metal genre, that sounds like pretty straight ahead lyrics for a sort of a metal song. Pain and evil have their place sitting here beside me. I offer them as servants of the gold that you must give. No, you know am what? I wrong there? You are not wrong. And in fact, I would even, well, I say that, you know, isn't that funny? I've, I've noticed too, listening to our first podcast, I say certainly a lot. I say, as a matter of fact, a lot. I noticed all mm. these little things that I'm trying not to do this episode. Vocal so you hear me say things like, you know, certainly, Greg, or, you know, as a matter of fact. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we don't, we don't sound our age. <laughs> All right, because this one, yeah, it's a it's a banger, huh? That's, I still have a hard time saying it's a banger. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, so very metal in its uh, in its composition. And I would even say that it almost sounds like maybe James helped him here. Um, so we could at some point that would be an interesting uh, uh, exploration. Go look at some Metallica lyrics, uh, mm. because this I can mm -hmm. certainly see something like this on Ride the Lightning. Yeah. You know, I, I could totally see James Hetfield delivering this in a Metallica, you know, in a Metallica format in, in, you know, yeah, this totally. Totally. And may, maybe, maybe in, in, you know, when Lou was conceiving of this work, um, what happened is he, he was, you know, this is a dark story. Uh, in a lot of ways, and there's there's a lot of violence to it. And he and he thought, wow, some of this really almost sounds to me like um, more of a metal genre. The 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 way these lyrics are are coming together, 
that that this doesn't work with sort of you know my my typical rock you know r&b type of of groove that that i normally lou reed that you lou think reed when he's sitting down there and his his uh his loft on bleaker street yeah he's, he's like, like I don't oh know this what, is fucking metallica man. this is yeah this is metal i'm writing i think you know Dude. I, uh pain and evil have their place sitting here beside me i offer them to you as servants of the gold Can't you just you must give. Da, he's da, da, like da, da, i'm right I'm writing a Metallica song here. I got to call up James. <laughs> I got to call my brothers out in the West Coast for some yeah. West Coast stylings. And I metal. wonder, what do you think? What do you think of that? <laughs> what do you think of that hypothesis? Jeff? I think you might be on to something, man. Or you're on. You, may, you know, maybe Lou, you know, had his guitar out and he was strumming his 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 normal, uh, you know, rock uh bluesy r&b type of grooves and he's like this is this is totally the wrong feel for this kind of uh <laughs> yeah, he's, he's talking suicide he's talking blood he's talking coffins i mean he you know he he, go, he goes to dark places i think i was gonna his... say doesn't he have a history greg of of writing some he does, yeah he does but 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 you know it different in a different way um okay. and and you know sort of so some of this just uh, some of the way these lyrics have have come out uh, to me, uh, I'm seeing that 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 this is could he could have gone. I want to have bit. you doubting every meaning you've amassed, like a fortune, like a fortune, throw it away. Yeah, I mean it's it's got a hard edge, man. This is coming right at somebody's being, right? I mean, essentially, and and knowing the backstory, right? Definitely mm -hmm. seeing where he's. He's making Lulu much more purposeful in what she's doing. It kind of seems to me here, like she's not so much the victim as the aggressor, right? I mean, I want to see you in a coffin, your soul shaking, you know, um, pain and evil have their place. I'll offer them to you as servants of the gold that you must give to me. Servants, pain and suffering, pain and evil servants of the gold that you yeah. must give me yeah uh you know it's it's you don't see lulu initially as really the the aggressor no uh, no because she's this beautiful young woman right but ultimately she is the destroyer she is truly literally destroying lives and 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 sort of leaving this wake of death and destruction behind her yeah and she's going to take it all from you and leave you crippled and well dead and yeah she'll take I everything she'll take so yeah the only other thing now i'm kind of thinking is like perhaps like we were saying that maybe james is uh in you know interjecting there with his vocal was an outside or an overarching, you know, theme. I'm thinking maybe it's the very dark side of Lulu coming through. I am the view. I am the table. So I'm all that you're looking at and I'm all that's set up upon. Right. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of the way I'm like, you know, what is, what does that mean? I'm the table. I, I don't think we I'm know putting it right? all on me. I, I don't, maybe, but hopefully that'll become clearer uh, to us yeah. as we move uh, through the album, but yeah, what is this voice that uh, James has? Yeah, and what's he bringing? In? To it? Well, I, I, you know, I, I'm not. It's not clear at all. It's very vague what that represents at this point. Um, yeah, the ten, the only thing I can think about the ten is the ten tracks, maybe the ten stories. I, yeah. But 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who James is in this in this lyric, this stanza of of the I am the view, I am the table, I am the root. Um, the progress, the aggressor. aggressor. Yeah. Um, I am the table. I am the table. I am the ten. And I am these ten stories. Yeah. I it's all about ten. me. And I think, yeah, I think yeah. it's Lulu. I think we'll see. We'll see where that goes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. Lulu definitely seems to be the character. Something's developing there. In in the play that, obviously, everything is centered around and she is she demands a lot of attention right yeah uh with i am i am i am um she definitely demands um to be the center and so that that does that does sound like lulu but i don't know i i think you were onto something with with uh this being um, like a third voice uh, in the mix here that, that James has brought in. Well, we shall see, sir, as we continue on. So let's see if there's a little more music to round us out. I think there is. Like two different chords. Do you hear that? You want to back that up? Yeah, let's see if I can. Whoops, went a little too far. Yeah, went a little too far, Ned. I guess I should be using Spotify to do this. brutality right there very muscular <laughs> why did we re-listen to it i don't know you you thought there was you had a question about i don't know if you were saying there was was there a key change that you were listening for oh it sounded like there were two chords being hit there at the end it didn't sound the same hmm. i didn't catch it the second time no i No, I didn't catch it. Maybe yeah, it unfortunately, um, we so we were talking about Neil Young. And, yeah, and... so this was with the last episode, Greg, right? You talked about the idea that this sounded a lot like what Neil Young was doing up against, uh, you know, uh, where he had uh, Neil well, Young. Well, not so much that it sounded a lot like a... it, but, 
but that Neil Young, you know, who was known for maybe more of a different style um, and and had has done a lot of different styles, but played with, you know, a very heavy rock band, uh, Crazy right. Horse. And yeah. And and so there's some parallel to it. I don't know that it sounds like it. Well, let's see. Of all the all the tunes that you know that you think might sound something like this, what one were you thinking of when we talked about this? You know, I don't, I don't know the the. And the problem is Neil Young isn't really on uh, Spotify anymore, so you can't really get the real. He has to say there's only one record, and it doesn't look like. Okay. I don't think it's the right stuff. All right, I know all these songs. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. All right. See if we get some of that real heavy crazy horse jam going. Yeah. Yeah, and so last episode, Greg, you were describing how these artists um, that were more uh, folksy, maybe more, you know, um, singer-songwriters, uh, how they changed dramatically when they got in front of these big, crazy rock and roll bands, right? Yeah, and, well, and I think we Neil talked Young about Dil Dylan horse. playing, you know, going electric, and then Neil Young another sort of uh, singer-songwriter, acoustic guitar player, um, certainly playing with Crosby, Stills & Nash, but but also with Crazy Horse and, and a lot of others, I think. Yeah. All right. Let's see if we can hear what you hear the band. Let's hear More melody oh. than I heard. <laughs> and Brandenburg Gate. A similar vocal approach. <laughs> I love it. But it's a, it's a heavy sound. It's, it's definitely heavy. Definitely heavy. Compared to CSN, yeah. So I see what you're saying. Absolutely. When these guys were branching out, they were doing something really marketing. Right. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Neil is Neil is much more of a singer and a vocalist and and a, you know melodic singer than Lou. So it's a different definitely fact. But yeah, still, you know, you put you put that Neil Young vocal on top of that crazy horse, um, you know, heavy rock sound, and and it's interesting. I mean, it's certainly it effective. What Neil does with Crazy Horse is super effective and was very popular. Free. And they had a bunch of hits as I was looking through the track listing. I was like, oh, I didn't realize that most of what I thought were the um, solo Neil Young tracks were actually Neil Young and Crazy Horse. And those are basically most of the songs that I attribute directly to him. Yeah. And I, I don't know that that's I, I think he he did a lot of his songs both as an acoustic artist and, and with some other types of um, instrumentation and with Crazy Horse. So I don't know that you would necessarily attribute them one direction or the other, but but there's okay. versions of a lot of those hits that are are with Crazy Horse that are popular. But you you contrast that with like, a you know, his song Harvest Moon, which is one of his super famous ones, which is right. a, you know, completely different with a band, but in, in a totally different style, uh, you know, in, in the same way that, that most of what what Lou was known for is 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 clearly totally different 
style and and than what he's doing with Metallica. Agree. Well, Greg, it's been yes. a great exploration here. Episode two, we have done it. We've gotten through the second track. It was the single off the album. So I think we should discuss that for a second as a single. So I thought it was really interesting where we were. Let's go back now, right? So they cut out. They cut out over two minutes. Do we and know what they cut out? Do we know what they cut out, Jess? So we well, we certainly saw from the beginning. Let's just go right here. Do they do they do the instrumental section on the single? I bet they I bet they did because they needed to appeal to Metallica fans. They needed to let some people hear Metallica music. Let's see. I'm seeing a bunch of Metallica classic faces in their videos. <laughs> the brooding looks through the eyelids and the screams and the gritted teeth like toward the end. I'm seeing a lot of instrumental. I'm not seeing Lou. I don't know that we want to listen to the whole thing again. I'm looking at the... Yeah. Let's see. It looks like Lou's getting nuts. Let's let's see what, what, what Lou does here. Worship! Worship! Pain and evil have their place sitting here beside me. I offer them to you as servants of the gold that you must give. Pain and evil have their place sitting here beside me and I offer them. I offer them to you as servants of the gold that you must give to me. Okay, so nobody looks like they're having a whole lot of fun. That's amazing. Lou's kind of rubbing his face. His eyes are closed. He looks tired. Lars looks like he wants to eat. He just looks very hungry. Um, James <laughs> looked like somebody was hitting him with a cattle prod. I don't know what the hell's going on there. But okay, so what I was seeing wasn't necessarily it's matching. It's a, it's a, they have an intense look about them. They do have an intensity, an intensity. that they've always had. And this is Lars on a good day. I mean, what a picture. Um, but yeah, it looks like so they just kept with the heavier stuff. Um, all that context about the worshiping the young, you know, the angel sitting on the pin of lust, all that stuff. Now, looks like they just kind of went right at the the meteor. So, to your point about the single, right? So this is the single. Yeah. Do we think that this one is a little more accessible certainly it's much more accessible than the first track it is and Very it tough may to be the most the accessible track. thing on the album greg we don't know i don't we remember don't much. So maybe, i do remember yeah i think the next song is what i think the next song is pumping blood i have a vague memory of pumping blood mm. um so and i think that was it might have been perhaps my favorite track on the album oh um but okay. that is not saying a lot yeah. <laughs> honestly it's not um, so anyway, we will come back next week and we will find out or next week, um, we should be clear on that too. And I'll make mistakes like that all the time as we're talking, but our plan is to release, uh, an episode every two weeks or so. Right, Greg. Um, that is our plan. Indeed. We've, we've got lives. We've got things we have to do and this takes a lot busy, of work. We're busy guys. We are. And, and, you know, yes, we jumped right into this thing thinking, well, I've heard others do it. We could do it too, but gosh, it does take some work. So, uh, want to thank um, all my friends out there in the Deep Dive Podcast Network who have given me friendly tips on how to improve the quality of our broadcast, not the least of which getting myself a blue ball. I got some blue balls over here I'm speaking into. Hope that sounds a little bit better. Uh, I think you better clarify what you're talking about there, Chaz. So, what, what my blue what's balls going on? Are, I, 
I got well, there's blue balls. I got I got a blue balls mic. It's very nice. Uh, oh, uh, your microphone. Sorry. It's a you blue got... ball. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Blue balls, Mike. He's the guy working in the back. No, no, sorry, folks. It's what I'm speaking into. Oh, that doesn't even. Okay, sound keep good. it clean. Keep it. Keep it clean. Speaking to the mic. Which mic? Blue balls, Mike. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, we are definitely devolving. This mm. isn't even regression. First we were digressing and now we're devolving. Yeah, this is devolving. This is not even regression. So, no. uh, but wanted to uh, thank everybody. For but yeah, you, you sound fabulous today. Do I? Talking you into your much. blue ball. Well, you know what? Yeah, I know you don't have blue balls, but uh, I was complimenting no, I have, I, on I, your voice as well. I do have a, well. a microphone here set up, uh, but it's it's not not a blue ball. So. Well, but I was complimented on your microphone, actually. Your mic sounds great. Oh, good. So, yeah, it's... Uh, it's you don't a, even it's need, good... need to lean in. No, it's a, it's a good mic. <laughs> right. Well, I got a blue ball. Enough about now, that, so. though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll give Mike credit on the, uh, on the, on the outro on the Cromlin. So anyway, wanted to thank everyone for tuning in this week with us. And again, wanted to give a shout out to, uh, all, all of our, uh, deep dive podcast network, uh, affiliated shows. So now we are in the, uh, uh, company of some, uh, really wonderful podcasts, not the least of which being again, my friends over and the podcast will rock, uh, Corey and Mark, the Van Halen podcast. And there's the deep purple podcast in the lap of the pods, the queen podcast, Hawk binge, which is all about the band Hawk wind. So if you remember Lemmy and, uh, the band, uh, Hawk wind, Greg, well, I remember Motorhead. Is it the same yeah, one? Yeah, it's the same one and the same. It's where he got it. You started. thought I didn't know my uh, heavy metal history. Uh, Dude, but, he uh, knows Motorhead. I know Lemmy and uh, uh, Rest in Peace. Uh, our friend Lemmy passed not long ago. Damn um, right. And uh, I, 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 I don't know a lot about Lemmy, but I know his favorite drink was uh, Jack and Coke. which is Jack which and is Coke, fine, and you could get it at the Rainbow Grill. Was a fine, the Rainbow fine Bar drink. and Grill. There's an interesting um, little incident, and in, I don't know if you read um, Dave Grohl um, of, of Nirvana and Foo Fighters fame, his uh, autobiography that came out, I don't know, maybe a year ago, uh, but he has a little uh, 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 you know, portion of the book uh, where he mentions an, uh, a meetup with Lemmy, and it's kind of uh, interesting. I hear that they were thick as thieves. Uh I don't recall that. Um, that may be true, but uh, it's a good book See, in any case. You know, it, it seems to me like anybody who's anybody in hard rock, heavy metal was tight with Lemmy. And just like if you were in L.A., you know, you had to stop by the Rainbow Bar and Grill and pay your respects if yeah. you were there. You had yeah, to be I there. He's, right. he's like the Pope of metal, was the Pope of metal. There's a yeah. great story in that book, just, just talking about Dave Grohl for a second here. Uh, I don't know if you've read it, uh, Chaz, but uh, I recommend it. Um, about What's I love the, the story. I love the story he tells about uh, when he uh, meets up with Iggy Pop. That's a, that's a great story, but I'll leave that for the book. Um, well, and what's the name of the book? Well, uh, it's, it's Dave Grohl's autobiography that came out in the last year or so. Okay, fair enough. Easy to find. Very Fair big enough. seller. I think I've got it on my Kindle. Like everything Dave Grohl touches uh, seems to turn to gold. Um, turn to so. freaking gold. I'll tell you what. One of my favorite uh, projects of his, um, Probot, where he went and uh, joined forces with all the 
great metal bands. Uh, I, and I'm talking now like these are metal bands that were, um, you know, people that were inspirations to people like Metallica. So bands like Venom, bands like um, the, oh gosh, um, Celtic Frost. Um, oh God, I think even Nuclear Assault. He, uh, oh, um, uh, who else? Uh, King Diamond. Um, you know, so from Merciful Fate. So these are these are hardcore extreme metal bands. So Dave mm-hmm. went back, found all those singers, found as many people as he could and wrote new songs in the spirit of all those old bands and had those guys come and record with him. And I'll tell you wow. what, man. Yeah. One of my favorite is uh, Venom. Uh, <laughs> uh, talk about taking you back. And the thing that is so amazing about a guy like Dave Grohl is the fucking guy can play anything. I just hate him in that regard. You know, I love him, but I hate him. He can just play every style of music, any song, it seems. He's one of those guys that can just sit down and do it. He does it all. He can do anything. He does. Um, so the rest of these podcasts that we are now associated with, Greg, it's actually a huge yeah. list, dude. Okay. I'm not done. No, the Metal Gods podcast. This is for Judas Priest fans. Aerosmith's Backtracks. Backtracks theme music. So this is uh, my buddy Corey from uh, the Van Halen podcast and the podcast will rock. He actually, he is also on uh, this one, Backtracks. Um, but the theme music's one interesting. They they go in and they look, they listen to songs from old movies that we may or may not know. Um, and, and uh, you know, usually what you had on a lot of those movie soundtracks were a bunch of, you know, great mainstream bands doing throwaway cuts or B-sides, you know. So you get a bunch of stuff that, you know, from bands you love, but maybe songs you don't necessarily hear. There's always the, the you know, one-off kind of hit, you know, that kind of comes from those things. But uh, the last time these guys were going through some track, it was, uh, oh gosh, uh, from some 80s movie. And it was just like one of the songs that was introduced in the movie, but it was, you know, uh, they basically went through it and kind of, you know, uh, note for note dissected it like they do other stuff and uh, a lot of fun. Um, and and uh, not only talking about the music, but then just uh, the culture, the movie came from, what was going on at the time. So so great, engaging show. Uh, there are more, though. There's the Sabbath Bloody Podcast. Guess what that's about? You got Maiden A to Z, which is Iron Maiden. Uh, you've got the Universally Speaking Podcast, about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, so far, so pod, so what? That is an exploration of all things Megadeth. Uh, T-Bones, Prime Cuts. You got and the podcast will rock. You have the Seaside Pod Review. It's another Queen podcast. These guys go deep. I mean, there's just some stuff. Uh, you know, they've got the Tom Petty project. Tom Petty uh, getting you know uh, quite a quite a deep back catalog. It gets analyzed on a regular basis. So interesting, uh, are- uh, Ch- Chaz. Um, there's there's a uh, a. Um- Tom Petty tribute band out of my hometown here in Westport, Connecticut, called the Tom Petty Project as well. And those guys, uh, those guys play. Uh, they they do a gr- a really good job with uh, with Mr. Petty. Um, so I've seen them a bunch of times playing. I'm a big Petty fan, and I've seen them, we like Tom Petty. I've seen them play uh, play, and they 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 put on a good show these days uh, with the with the Tom Petty tribute called the Tom Petty Project. Tom Petty Project. If you're up in and around Westport, Connecticut, folks, go out there's and check a, out. I think there's a show coming up in in a week or so uh, in uh, in the Fairfield County, Connecticut area. So excellent! Yeah. Everybody, get out there and Google it. We will post this as of I think the Wednesday. TPP. 
Tom Petty Project. I wonder if they're I wonder if they're affiliated. I don't know if these guys we'll are, are check doing that a podcast. That would, that would be Don't know. But that's cool. We love the Tom Petty as well. But hey, guess what, man? There's what? more. There's what? more. Oh There's actually God. another Judas really? Priest podcast called the Judas Priest Cast. This is all on the Deep Dive this podcast. Is all network. on the Deep Dive Network, dude. The Rock Roulette. This is where they spin a wheel and they come up with a song, no matter what it is, and they talk about it. They've got an episode out there right now that is 1969's uh, Tommy from The Who. Love it. Yeah. So we're in the company of a bunch of really cool guys and girls that love to talk about music. Company of Giants. Yes. So to Nate and to everybody over at the Deep Dive Podcast Network, thank you so much for welcoming us into the fold. We hope to do ourselves and everyone else uh, proud. And, and, and again, you know, if, if we're nothing, we're, we're, what are we? We're fat we're old. I don't know. What are we? I forgot. Losing teeth, going bald. No. Oh, we're fair. We're fair. We're yeah. fair. We're, if we're, if we're nothing, if we're not fair. No, that's not the way it's said. No. We'll figure this out for next time. Yeah, we need we need a new, uh, you know, sort of closing line here. We we'll, do. We need. We need. Line. You know, be fair. Have a fair. Have a fair yeah. couple of weeks. No, I got. I'm just milking this thing. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. I just latched onto no. this fairness thing. Yeah, it's not working for us though. But we're no, we're, gonna, it's we'll, not. we'll work on that. Maybe we'll have something by week three. Um, you know, we might. And and you know, anybody who wants to suggest something, you know, feel free. Uh, if you want to come on, we can invite people to come and join us. So if you know the album and you want to come in, you just totally disagree with everything we're saying. You you are out of the box that this is the greatest work of art that's ever been introduced and that you just or need not. to tamp it down or or not. You're with me as I came in. think it's a big hunk of junk. Uh, you're like, Greg, you're totally indifferent, but you just want to come and hang out and talk some music. I'm not indifferent. I'm just fair. Oh, you're fair. I'm neutral. I'm like Switzerland. You're Switzerland. We we've already gone there. We can't. I'm like the Lumbago surfers of, of, the, <laughs> you of are. the duo. We we got some Lumbago surfer in today. That's awesome. Great yeah. way to work that reference in again. And hey, if you're up and around Westfield, uh, Westport, Connecticut, Westfield. Wow, Westport, Connecticut. You want to go see a couple of bands, right? You want to go see Accidental Breakdown. Are there any Accidental Breakdown gigs coming up, Greg? Uh. In April is the next one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we have some in, time to promote that one. Where's yeah, in, in Westport. It'll give us a little time. We're pl- yeah, we are. We're getting the band out over at uh, Basso Restaurant in Westport. Um, getting the band out. So, is that like getting the John Deere out? You just kind of take it out of yeah. the, the shed, dust it off? And... We, we you know, we fire up the, uh, the grass. bus. Uh, we load everything up and we drive Sweet. a couple minutes across town and, and unload the gear. Very nice. Is that the Astro van or what, what is the, uh, what is the, the, we actually don't have a van. So we just take our individual cars, but it sounds better when (laughs) we say I load up the tour bus. Okay. So you load up the Prius, you load up the Leaf, you load up the Tesla. Yeah. Um, a couple of Hondas in the mix, I think. I don't know what the guys are driving these days, but very good. Maybe a Toyota, whatever. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, you want to go see Accidental Breakdown in April if you're up around Westport. You also want to go check out the Tom Petty Project, as we learned today. 
Uh, no gigs coming out uh, out here in Northern Colorado for Steel Revenge as of this moment, but you can check us out on Facebook. It's Steel Revenge or Facebook.com Steel Revenge. There is Regarding Lulu on Twitter, Regarding Lulu on Facebook. So anywhere you are, we're trying to be there too, uh, within reason. I won't be on TikTok. I just can't do it. Apparently that's how Metallica just put out a, a, a promotion for this uh, new single. Uh, they all got on TikTok for, I think, 80 glorious seconds. And uh, it's all the rage. I'm just not that, I'm not into banging on TikTok. Is that the right thing just to say? Get, <laughs> that, I don't think that is, but. Um, <laughs> it's like yeah, speaking the, into blue, blue Ball's mic, I just don't. Yes, yeah, exactly. I, that's yeah. that's what's con concerning me. Uh, but um, You're starting to feel uncomfortable? You might want to. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling a little uncomfortable, um, but. Um, yeah, TikTok is is getting a lot of a lot of press these days, um, and and you know because of the Chinese ownership and and whether yeah uh, yeah yeah the, the the government of the United States needs to to maybe take some action on that if if that's a, potentially a, a problem or something. So yeah, a lot of news, a lot of talk about about TikTok. So yeah, that's it. It's a big threat. It's just as big a threat as those cameras on top of those cranes in every seaport. Anyway, we won't go there. Conspiracy. No, because because we China. we've already promised not to be political. On we this. are not going into politics. No, anymore. music is is, is is really where we're going to keep our focus. Um, and that's our promise, I think, to our listeners, right, Jazz? That is our promise, and we are if if we are if we we're are nothing, nothing, but. If we're not we're guys that stick to to their word because we're fair that's right there you go that's how we say it there we go all right well with that everybody thank you for joining us and uh, come back again we'll see you in a couple of weeks